Photo by Miguel Henriquez on Unsplash. Optimized workflow. An integrated cycle of personal projects, work, learning and practice. Integrating everything you do. Your workflow is the combination of all of the projects you undertake throughout the day, week or month, from your habits to your work assignments and learning ventures. I tend to think that everything we do should be integrated in some way that gives us a feeling of connectedness with our own routine. It is possible to join projects, learning ventures as well as work tasks, as part of a bigger and more integrated process that constitutes our workflow. So, in this article, I will show you how to organize a cycle that integrates work, personal projects, consistent practice and learning to help you increase focus and become more effective at what you do. Two simple principles. Let's start with some basic principles that describe what I consider to be the essence of a good workflow. 1. Optimally exploit affordances. This principle, which I first heard about on this paper by Francis Haylion and Clement Vidal discussing the famous get things done method by David Allen, relates to the idea of exploiting opportunities rather than relying on tight schedules. The authors, while attempting to provide a scientific backing to the ideas present in Allen's book, argue that, because our brain developed to adapt quickly to the environment, our perception is tuned for recognizing disturbances and affordances, opportunities to solve problems. This principle suggests following up on inspiration wisely, rather than denying yourself opportunities just to abide, for example, to an artificially defined schedule. Given that we can't control the future, external conditions, nor our energy levels, it is wise to favor flexible schedules that account for the occurrences of these affordances that will work as triggers for creativity and facilitate entrance in productive flow states. To compress it into one sentence. We should learn to exploit the moments where we feel that, aha. I want to do this right now. 2. Work in sessions of attention. I used to either blindly scatter mini chunks of my projects throughout the day, or just do one project at a time until that project was completely finished, which could sometimes take months. In the first case, I would often miss out on going deeper on a subject because I was so obsessed about doing a lot of different things every day. In the second case, I would feel a bit bored, and sometimes stressed that I was not having enough novelty in my routine. This taught me to work in sessions of attention. What does that mean? It means that rather than working on mini-time chunks, work, side projects, learning projects and reading for example, and not get much done on any of these projects, what I do is plan for periods of consistent attention to one project that will result in a tangible progress. These sessions can last from a few hours to a few days, and the main rule is to have a clear sense for how much I want to evolve on this project before finishing this session. This way I feel engaged because I can see the tangible evolution of that project and at the same time, by setting some flexible deadline on how long that sessions will last, I don't worry about leaving other important tasks behind. The workflow cycle. Now that we have these two simple principles in mind, let's define what the workflow cycle will be. Image by the author. I was inspired by Maggie Appleton's notes on the famous building a second brain knowledge management system developed by Tiago Forte. Building a second brain, the illustrated notes in September of 2019 I took a course called by. Much like it sounds, building a second brain is about creating a, 
maggieappleton.com. My workflow usually involves working on some kind of job or daily routine activity. Pursuing side projects on topics I find interesting this includes learning new subjects, reading, developing new skills. The argument is about thinking of your week, month, year, as an integrated process that involves six distinct moments. Execution of tasks. Practice and development of skills. Research and learning. Writing explaining. Meta-planning. Resting. The execution part is usually either our work or a project we want to conclude like writing a book, building a robot, writing a machine learning model, or any other. The practice part is about developing the skills we want to have, to be able to perform the tasks present during the execution part effectively. So, we try to do something, then we practice our weaknesses, and finally, we research and learn to foster and deepen our understanding of the underlying principles behind what we execute and practice, so that we can evolve as true experts in whatever we do. Once you finish the learning sessions, it is time for the meta-planning phase, where you review what you've learned as well as reconsider the priorities and strategies you used on each step to make sure you are getting the most out of your focus time. All of this takes up energy so we should set strategic time to rest and relax and allow our body and mind to heal before returning and doing it all over again. That being said, let's not confuse this statement with a derivative of the hustle culture ideology of working until you pass out. Rest itself can be the subject of what I call sessions of attention, the idea here is not that your life should revolve around working, but that you should integrate the goal-based aspects of your life like learning, working on projects as well as resting, connecting with people and improving yourself, in order to make them part of a healthy cycle that oscillates between doing and reflecting. We can work in sessions of attention, where each session involves a sequence that passes by the six mentioned moments, intercalated by rest breaks. Image by the author. The method in practice. Let's now look at an example of how this cycle can be useful in practice. A while back, I was working on an object detection project, so I planned a session that revolved around learning how to develop an end-to-end -end machine learning model for object detection. Upon executing this project, a lot of smaller challenges had to be dealt with, such as, handling XML files, properly working with custom datasets in the PyTalk framework, learning how to pre-process high-resolution images for effective object detection. First, I worked on the actual project for a week until I had a working model. At the end, certain aspects of what I did were not clear so I wrote all of my questions down, which then became a micro-curriculum for practice. How to update XML files effectively. How to write custom datasets in PyTalk. What are the best baseline frameworks to benchmark custom object detection models? How to compare performance of multiple models effectively. After doing this, I was puzzled by some of the underlying subjects like how object detection models work, and the theoretical trade-offs between then, now it was time to learn. Again, I wrote a micro-learning curriculum with questions like How does the YOLO model work? What are the main theoretical reasons behind the success of transformers for object detection? Because I work on this cycle system, I always know that I will set time to answer these questions properly practice and learn the concepts that might not be clear during execution. 
Once I finished the session and practiced the materials I was not familiar with, I wrote this Medium article. Faster notes with Python and deep learning transcribing PDF slides with deep learning based OCR towards datascience.com. Which involved some of the skills that I had developed during that session to both fortify my understanding, as well as to give a tangible motivation to the theoretical parts of my focused sessions. Exposing or explaining what I learn and practice are focal tools to solidify each step of my evolution both in the technique I am exploring and as a writer, teacher, and explainer. A summary of an optimal workflow. In this article I aimed at conveying a system where one learns. To optimally exploit affordances to leverage motivation consistently instead of getting stuck with artificial schedules. To work in sessions of attention to feel the reward of evolving on the projects that matter to you. How to integrate your activities in a closed loop that involves execution, practice, learning and resting. To connect your work or project assignments to a learning routine that involves practice and conceptual understanding followed by rest. A meta-planning stage where you reconsider your priorities to make sure you are evolving in terms of the metrics you value. An optimal workflow is one that does not feel like a chunked split process of alienating steps. It's a method to arrange your life's activities around a system that is optimized for helping you be in the moment, focused and clear-minded. If you like this post connect with me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram and follow me on Medium. Thanks and see you next time. Happy Smiley. References. Paper on the Getting Things Done Method. Get Things Done Wikipedia. Maggie Appleton's Building a Second Brain.